Welcome to the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. My name is Andrew James Brown and I'm the minister of the Unitarian Church in Cambridge, UK. Knowing that full scope always eludes our grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that we have perceived nothing completely and that, therefore, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk, I hope that, on occasions, you'll find here a helpful liberal, religious and philosophical reflection that encourages you to journey through life, making footprints rather than blueprints. Welcome. Catching Sight of the World Bud, an Advent Meditation A short thought for the day offered to the Cambridge Unitarian Church as part of the Sunday service of Mindful Meditation. An important secondary theme in my piece two weeks ago was that the visible characters of the Advent stories, namely Mary and Joseph, Elizabeth and Zachariah, the angel Gabriel, the shepherds, the Magians or Zoroastrian priests and King Herod, obscure from our view the narrative's two invisible, unborn characters, namely John and Jesus. But once I finished that piece in which I primarily explored what lessons those two, and indeed all other unborn children might be saying to us, I quickly realised that in making these unseen babies visible to our modern imaginations, the amazing sight and lessons of a still-growing child in the womb can then easily serve to obscure something else important from view, something absolutely central to religion. What this something else is, I hope you will get a sense of by the end of this short piece. Anyway, thanks to ultrasound technology, all of us can now see that after the initiating event of sexual intercourse, or of course after intrauterine insemination or in vitro fertilisation, a mother begins to bring forth, remember this term bring forth, a mother begins to bring forth in her womb something we might poetically call a child bud. Over the next nine months, this child bud grows and grows, until finally, on the day of birth, it blossoms forth in the form of what we call a newborn child. Now, the Greek word for bringing forth is poesis, from which we derive the English words poet and poetry. And, as the philosopher Julian Young points out, quote, the model for poesis is the blossom rising forth out of its bud. Unquote. It's important to see that the blossoming of a bud, whether a rosebud or a child bud, is something that happens within the world. Now, this is, of course, all very uncontentious. However, now ask yourself this difficult question. What is the bud of the world itself? We need to ask this because, as Jung also notes, at its most fundamental level, quote, poesis is the sense of something as a blossoming forth, an upsurgent presencing out of, as it were, the world bud, unquote. As I hope you can already intuit, the rosebud and the childbud are very, very different from the worldbud, because, as Young points out, quote, whereas the rosebud and the childbud 
are visible and known, the world bud is utterly mysterious, incomprehensible, and in the majesty of its overwhelming creative power, it is breathtakingly awesome. Unquote. The key thing to see here is that the world bud, even though we can name it, is not a thing that is either visible or known. However, although it's a no thing, it's most certainly not nothing. Yet for all that, it is a something that remains utterly mysterious and incomprehensible, both to religion and science. Because, unlike the rosebud or the child bud, it is not within the world. Despite this, it is something we perceive to be mother-like in its operation. And one of the most memorable expressions of this is found in the first chapter of the Tao Te Ching. Quote, Nameless, the origin of heaven and earth, naming, the mother of ten thousand things. Unquote. In the same chapter, the ancient author has little choice but to say that this is, quote, deep, deep and again deep, the gateway to all mystery, unquote. And I'm sure we can say amen, amen to this. This world, bud, this nameless origin of heaven and earth, always remains an utterly dark and impenetrable mystery. And according to the great 13th century mystic Meister Eckhart, it's most appropriately named, not God, but the Godhead. As some of you will know, in Eckhart's sublime theology, God exists only when we creatures invoke God, whereas the Godhead is the origin of all things that is wholly beyond even God. Now, two weeks ago, I hope you were able to see how easy it has been for the visible, traditional, colourful characters of the Advent stories to obscure from our view the yet-to-be-born characters of John and Jesus, and so cause us to miss the opportunity of hearing their important lessons. This week, I hope you can see my attempt to see the amazing sight of the unborn children in the womb and to listen out for their unspoken lessons can itself serve to obscure from view something even more amazing, awesome and fundamental, namely the dark and mysterious no-thing that is the world bud, and so also miss the opportunity of hearing its important lessons. And what, you may ask, are those lessons? Well, I think they are many and various, but I'll finish with the one that strikes me as being the most important. In the presence of the utterly dark and impenetrably mysterious world bud, our tragic human tendency to hubris, which again and again has led us to think we can know everything, control everything, is challenged at the most fundamental level. And, in consequence, we are forced to begin to employ what the poet John Keats called our negative capability. That which helps us remain creatively alive without any irritable reaching after fact and reason in the presence of uncertainties, mysteries and doubts. To be sure, we can and should continue to address all kinds of uncertainties, mysteries and doubts, 
many of which can genuinely and usefully be explored, solved and overcome through the wise employment of fact and reason. But, 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 as we do this, we must never forget the profound limitations of our particular species that ensures we remain ignorant of so, so much of reality. Yes, we are creatures whose lives depend upon the deployment of reason and fact. But we are also creatures whose lives are always already embedded in a greater reality that remains to us stubbornly uncertain, mysterious and doubtful. Today, more urgently than any human generation before us, we, as a hubristically inclined species, must find ways to acknowledge our utter dependence upon the world bud, or the Godhead, about which we can know or say nothing, except that it, and not we, brings forth all things. And to return to where I began this piece today, this is the something I mentioned that is absolutely central to religion, that can all too easily be obscured from view in a world jam-packed with so many amazing characters and things. It seems to me ever more clear that if we wish to survive as a species, we must learn once again the need simply to stop and to bow before the awesome and holy absence as presence of the world bud or Godhead, and then in an attitude of reverence to give profound thanks for being itself, for being here right now as the unique but wholly dependent creatures we are, and, as Henry Bugby once beautifully put it, for being here together in the sustaining sea, bound up with the sense of communion with all the creatures swimming or floundering in it, as may be. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. So, farewell for now, and remember, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. See you on the path. Thank you.